Okay, here I am in Manchester Buddhist Centre with Chandana. Hello. Hello there, Fiona. Hello. Well, thank you for uh, this interview. I'm going to be asking you all about Buddhism, meditation and the Buddhist Centre itself. Tell me a bit about the Centre. Well, the Centre's here in the Northern Quarter, which is a great place to be. We've been open since 1996. We're said to be the biggest urban Buddhist centre in Europe, actually. Um, I think that's still true. And uh, we, we've got a lot going on here. We, we do classes. We have uh, regular events for our community. We've got a, a vegan cafe, um, an alternative health business, and also a, a, a Buddhist media outlet. So all of that is, is in the same building here in Turner Street. You've been involved here since about '96. Yeah, I, initially as a volunteer, um, and then I, I got ordained, which is why I've got a strange Buddhist name, uh, four years ago, and I've worked here for about two and a half years as part of the team. And you teach meditation? I teach meditation and I teach Buddhism as well. Okay, teach me some now. <laughs> Tell us about Buddhism and why you wanted to get into it at first. Mm, okay. Well, I got into Buddhism uh, because I wanted to meditate, actually, many, many years ago. Um, So the meditation came first, and uh, pretty quickly the Buddhism began to rub off uh, because I was being taught by, uh, well, by Buddhists like like I now am, Mm -hmm. basically. You're teaching and practicing Tri Ratna Buddhism. Yeah. Um, But tell us about Buddhism in general because Mm. it's a religion is it is it a practice a way of life I think all of those things all of those things and you don't have to regard it as a religion actually Um, and I'm not sure that I would for my Mm. my personal practice we don't worship God um, as as most people know well the word Sri Ratna means three jewels the three jewels are the, the three things that Buddhists hold dear throughout the world in, in all traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's to say, quite in a, in a nutshell, the Buddha, who represents the sort of um, the fully developed human being, if you like, uh, the Dharma, which is what he taught as um, a route to personal development, a route to awakening. And the Sangha, and the Sangha means the community of all of us who are, who are following his teaching. Enlightened people. <laughs> uh, moving towards, hopefully. Moving towards enlightenment. <laughs> Would you say you can get to a stage of enlightenment um, with this form of Buddhism, or is it a constant awareness of moving towards it all the time? Well, awareness is the right word to use, you know, Fiona, because um, that's very much what the practice of, of Buddhism and meditation are about, um, progressively developing our awareness, awareness of ourselves, uh, awareness of other people awareness of the world around us, and, and ultimately um, awareness of, of reality and what reality is. So that, that is a progressive um, path. Always learning. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we recognize that, well, not many of us become fully enlightened like the Buddha, but we can all most definitely point ourselves in that direction. So we're talking about self-awareness and awareness of others. Obviously, we're talking about empathy here. We are, yeah. Which is in a lot of um, very positive ways of living, you know, Um, as well as an emotional experience. Let's talk about the focus that's needed for meditation. 
Yeah. Um, so, okay. I'm, I'm, I think that when you talk about emotions and, and intellect, um, emotions are, are quite possibly the more important of the two. We could say that, um, yeah, we, we need focus in meditation, but, but at the same time, um, there are a lot of misconceptions about meditation. So in a sense, um, yes, we need focus, but it doesn't need to be really hard work. It's just as helpful to talk in terms of, of relaxing and letting go, really. Which begs the question, I suppose, well, what are we letting go of? And, and ultimately, we're letting go of all the sort of misconceptions that we, we habitually hold uh, and just creating some space for, for a bit more reality to come into our lives, really. Um, so focus is part of the picture, but, it's, but, but there's more than that in it, really. Absolutely. I'd say that with meditation, apparently, it's about focusing on something or even freeing your mind so there's no focus, but getting to a certain state. Is that right? Yeah, it's a practice. One of the things that we uh, conventionally focus on is the breath. And you might wonder, well, why do we do that? Um, so, you know, we, we can spend a very long time um, cultivating awareness of our breath, uh, which is a delightfully simple thing to do. Um, but we soon find out it's also quite a difficult thing to do. It's something we do without thinking, isn't it, usually? so We certainly breathe, yeah. we hope, without <laughs> thinking and, yeah. and without much awareness of it. And the interesting thing is when we bring some awareness to it, we, we learn how complex and distracted we, we, we choose to allow our minds to be. And we can quite easily train them in, in the opposite direction of being less distracted and more aware of what's actually happening in, in the sub- simplicity of the moment, if you like. If you could give us an example of how one of your classes would start then, how, how you'd get people to sort of think about their breathing and meditate. If you were to come to a beginner's class with us, we'd spend a little bit of time talking about something really, really practical, which is how best to sit. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's good to get yourself in in a position that's both comfortable and yet alert. Um, And then before we did any of what I've just been talking about, any of that uh, awareness of breath, um, we do something simpler, which is just body awareness. So just learning how to sit for maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes, just observing what's happening in our bodies. Um, and also just, just trying to accept what we find. So we might be comfortable, we might be uncomfortable, we, we might be bored, uh, we might be confused. And all of that is stuff that we can observe. And in observing it, in a sense, well, we learn a lot. We learn a lot about ourselves. So that, that's very much the foundation of any, any Buddhist approach to meditation. Right. From there, we could, we could take things on to more, more specific, more structured meditations. So obviously this form of meditation is focusing on breathing. How else does it differ to other forms of meditation? I know there's loads of different types out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't do other types of meditation, I've got to be quite honest with you, but I, but I do hear sort of um, ideas of meditation that people bring to our classes. Um, and, and sometimes I think those ideas 
are just set up to make things more difficult actually for somebody who's trying to meditate for the first time. So for example, mm. um, meditation is the complete clearing of the mind. Now, in reality, um, it's very, very hard to do that. So, you know, that, that's a very, very hard target to set yourself. Um, so I think one of the, one of the big differences that, that comes along with our method of teaching is we're just, we're just saying, in essence, well, relax into your meditation and allow yourself space to be aware of what's happening to you, mm-hmm. uh, both physically and mentally. Uh, and that's less of a tall order in a way, but it is breaking a habit. Uh, it's, it's breaking. Well, it's breaking a number of habits, like being mentally busy, um, thinking that we always have to achieve something. Um, just the breaking of habits like that can mm-hmm. can make a lot of difference. Actually, I think that people need to have sort of realistic expectations of their meditation because. Because if they don't, um, well, it won't work and and they'll quickly become disappointed. So would you say this form of meditation can actually increase brain function when people aren't meditating? Can Mm. it, you know, sort them out a little bit more in everyday life? There's there's very definitely um, a link between what you do for 20 minutes, half an hour a day in your meditation and how you live the rest of your life. And, And that's absolutely fundamental to Buddhist teaching Um, what we do when we meditate is I mean you could see it almost like a sort of laboratory for the rest of your life really Mm -hmm. Um, the the two are equally important do people have to be Buddhists to join this meditation class that you do no not in the least not in the least so um, people probably know that that, that Buddhists are, are quite well known for, for not pressing their beliefs on others, and, and certainly we don't do that here. Um, but half of the classes that we run, uh, or roughly half, are, are just for people who want to learn meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't assume that they're going to have any interest in Buddhism necessarily at all. Um, you've got a few courses coming up. We have, yeah. And events and projects and classes. So tell us, Shandana, what we can look forward to. Okay. So for for beginners, um, there are some evening classes in meditation starting next week, actually. So that's Wednesday the 11th of January. Um, and those classes will run for six weeks from 7 to 9.30 Wednesday evenings. And then we've got an introductory day in meditation, which um, I'm running actually with a friend of mine on the Saturday after next uh, is an introductory meditation day, 10.30 to 4.30. And can anybody come along? They can indeed, uh, but, but they need to book, please. Mm-hmm. So they need to contact our reception or, or get on our website. Which uh, is? Which is www.manchesterbuddhistcentre, that's all one word, .org.uk. Well, thank you. Is there any chance of doing a meditation session now? Yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm up for it. I feel like I've learned a lot sure. from you. Yeah. Okay, let's let's do that then. Uh, I'm still here, and Chandana's going to teach me to meditate. Tree Ratna Buddhist style. Absolutely. Okay, Fiona. So so here you are. You're sitting in um, a comfortable chair, and and all I'd like you to do is is sit back, and. Just make yourself as relaxed as you can. But if you can, um, in, in these really quite comfortable chairs, just, just have a feeling of being alert as well. So 
Hopefully I'm not going to send you to sleep in the next 10 minutes. And just as you begin the meditation, just, um, just try to contact where you are and why you're here. So you're sitting in a meeting room here at the Buddhist Center and it's fairly quiet and you've got some space to relax. And it's helpful just, just to imagine maybe that uh, all the stuff that you've done with the rest of your day, all the work and, and the traveling and the busyness and the to-do lists, you've, you've just temporarily left them outside the door of the room. And so you can regard the next 10 minutes as, as special, uh, as different, and for you. So they're a treat for you. And so we can talk about arriving, in a sense, at the meditation, just giving yourself time to, to be with it, to leave all those things behind. And as you sit here, with your eyes closed or open, it doesn't really matter, just be aware of how your body is positioned. So very, very simply bringing your attention to your body as it presently is. And getting an impression of its shape. And that might be a, a sort of real human being shape that comes to mind or it could be something a, a bit fuzzier, a bit stranger than that and, and that's okay. And feel how your body has weight. Your body is, is relatively solid. And because it has weight, you've got firm points of contact with what's beneath you. So you can feel your bottom on the, on the chair. You can feel points of contact under your legs. Feel how the soles of your feet are making contact with the floor. And all of this is real, all of this is, is physical and quite solid and quite real. And that's different in a way from what you normally have inside your head or certainly if you're like me it's going to be different from what's in your head which is sometimes very busy, very fast, often chaotic, confusing. Your body's not like that, it's, it's still, it's relatively simple, it's in touch with the ground, so we could say it's, it's, it's grounded, it's earthed if you like. And if I was to ask you, well, in this, in this awareness of your body, where, where do you think the center of that awareness is? Then it's a fair bet you might, you might say, well, it's in my head, because that's, that's where my brain is, 
that's where I do my thinking. But in a sense, it doesn't have to be in, in that chaotic place in your head. We can choose where we center our awareness. So just quite deliberately, but gently, bring your awareness down into your trunk. What's the trunk? That's to say your, your chest area. <laughs> and from there you might bring it lower still into your abdomen. And see what you feel there. So you'll be aware of physical sensations. You might also be aware of how your your abdomen is, is the sort of centre of gravity. So you can feel quite stable there. It's close to the ground. It's quite still. But at the same time you can feel the the rhythm of your breathing coming in and out. You can, you can feel that throughout your whole body to some extent. And it's really helpful just to, to take some time to bring your awareness downwards in this way, down from your head into your lower body. And just stopping to experience what's there. So whereas we all, we all have bodies, quite obviously, a lot of us spend a lot of our time just ignoring them, just, we might say, living in our heads and living in that, that chaos that tends to go on within our heads. And it can be very pleasant, very therapeutic, just to, just to stop, bring our awareness down, as we sometimes say, just to inhabit our body once again. And if you can progressively relax your body at the same time, that's, that's even more helpful. So another habit that we have is to hold areas of muscles in tension because they're used to doing work. So if we had a bit longer, what we could do is, is just work systematically, say, from the soles of your feet to the top of your head, investigating various areas, responding to any tension that we find just by letting it go, just letting it relax a bit more. And throughout the meditation, we, we just stay aware of what's happening in this particular moment. And we try not to judge it as well. So, so as we're doing this little meditation, there's, there's a lot of noise coming, coming in from the street. And this will happen sometimes. And there's nothing we can do. So we just allow ourselves to be aware of it. And we don't... We don't latch on to it if we can avoid it. We don't, we don't get upset about it, wonder what's going on and stuff like that. We just, we just go along with it 
during the meditation. And then as we, as we begin to finish this, this short little meditation, we just take our time to do that. So maybe coming back to your whole body once again, reminding yourself of its, its shape, remembering where you are, and when you're good and ready, just opening your eyes and taking a few moments to take stock of your meditation. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And hopefully the radio listeners will uh, have enjoyed listening to your voice there. I've mm. got a lot out of that and I totally, as soon as you said focus on where, where you are in your body, it was actually in my chest. Mm. So, yeah, I've never heard the word trunk to mean chest. Right. So I've learnt a lot of new things today. But thank you very much for that. And I hope the radio listeners to All FM 96.9 have got a lot out of that. You can find out more by going online. www.manchesterbuddhistcentre.org.uk Or indeed coming here in person on Turner Street. 16 to 20 Turner Street, just, just off High Street uh, near Shude Hill Metro Station. Excellent. Well, what a brilliant start to my new year and happy new year to you, Chandana. And to you and to all, all FM listeners as well. Thank you. And uh, I'll be coming back soon.